So I'm going to start the show. <laughs> yeah, that's how you, that's how you start the show every week. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop, Tina Amini, hello, and Sam Claiborne. <laughs> Perfect audio fidelity. <laughs> and We're we've trying. got a great got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about Dual Sense. Uh, the DualShock is dead. Long live the DualShock. We're going to talk a little bit more about that Last of Us 2 delay. But first, you may have heard by now that E3 is canceled. Guys, what on earth are we going to do instead of go to E3? Well, Save it us, is Tina. the Save summer. <laughs> it is the summer, and we do like gaming. So we yeah. decided, this is the official IGN word, we decided on summer of gaming. No, but, um, you know, on, in all seriousness, like, it's... It's a huge bummer um, for us as both as like people who enjoy covering E3, but also as as people who enjoy video games and like to know about the biggest news drops in the summer that we're used to. Um, a lot of those publishers are still planning on those announcements, but so much has been thrown up into the air with this COVID-19 situation we're all dealing with that it's impossible to make E3 like look like E3 that it was last year and the previous years that we've been covering it. Um, so instead, uh, it'll look a little different, but we still want to make sure that we're covering those publishers and the developers that are still planning on those big reveals, still have games coming out, even if some of them are delayed at this point. There's a lot of uncertainties, but we still know that there's a lot of games, there's a lot of developers and publishers, and there's a lot of us that want to cover that stuff. And a lot of our readers, I want to read it. So we, uh, we came up with Summer of Gaming. We're working with a bunch of publishers and developers uh, to see what we can't do to bring you all those News uh, drops, trailers, gameplay deep dives, interviews with developers, just all digital, all looking like this. <laughs> I actually have a, actually you have have a statement. statement I have a, a statement from IGN's Tina Amini, actually. Who's uh, that? <laughs> it reads, as everyone rallies to maintain what normalcy we can in such an unprecedented time, there are still plenty of upcoming games and new hardware worth experiencing and sharing through coverage. Developers and publishers still have plenty of games and announcements lined up to show off. And we are keen on sharing them with our readers who still look forward to those exciting summertime reveals in the gaming industry. Our Summer of Gaming Showcase is certainly a response to our audience's desire for filling that content gap this year. But we're looking forward to E3 2021 when the world is hopefully back to normal. Okay. Yeah. Neither I, you nor Tina would ever say we're keen. I'm confused I, of what's going I on. Say I just keen. thought that was sort of pandering to our, our, our British audience. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like I, we've hired a lot of people in the UK. I work with Joe yeah. a lot more closely these days. Yeah. It's just rubbed off. <laughs> You're keen on it. That's great. Yeah. Lucy's in the office now. I can't I can't hold it back. Mm-hmm. How'd Damon also, do? Wanna I'm gonna say it was very good. I liked all of the intonation. Um, I'm also, I'm also going to drop in a lot of y'alls now that I'm in Austin. So just prepare okay. yourselves. Have you y'all been hearing y'alls? Y'all keen on this? Y'all keen on this? Anyway, please be excited for uh, our summer of gaming. We'll have more details coming soon, but everything should be kicking off in early June. Is that correct? Yeah. Cool. We're excited. Please be. I'm going to clean my screen. Right. <laughs> okay. Ew! It was looking all dirty. Remember, you're supposed to clean it for 20 seconds. That's no. true. <laughs> true. I, think, I think that's an improvement. 60% let's, alcohol. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. That's my body composition. Uh, let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to this week's topics. Uh, Sony revealed the new controller for the PlayStation 5, the DualSense. And it is a radical departure in terms of its design from the DualShock 4. Mm-hmm. What were your guys' first impressions of the look? Looks very Xboxy. Mm-hmm. Think so? Exactly. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just like a chunkier shape, um, which I think everybody really likes. I actually like that the two of them seem to be borrowing from each other for their two controllers, too. It's it's nice to see, like, good decisions paying off regardless of company. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about I that like, shape. Does it go... I mean, the Xbox obviously had it for the 360, but did it? Go, does that go back to the Genesis, the chunky controller? Is that the first chunky controller? Mm. Things were very small and flat before then. I don't know. The ColecoVision is pretty chunky. Yeah, that that's like a telephone. <laughs> Yeah, it's a. It, I my first reaction was, oh, that looks kind of chunky, but it has grown on me every time I sort of see an Instagram post or you know something taking a look at the overall look. I, I still, yeah, I prefer PlayStation to Xbox generally, but they keep making the same PlayStation controller mistakes. I really don't like the non-offset sticks, um, and I don't like L two and R two. Anytime you set that controller down, it's like fast forwarding through my movies. Like those, <laughs> those sticks are going crazy. So um, it's true. funny. I've seen people like that feature actually because it's just like really accessible buttons that you can quickly maneuver into a media. Well, it's when you're snacking, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You can be like, yeah. you can like hold in your face and be like fast forward. <laughs> I think, um, you know, the touch bar they had to keep for backwards compatibility reasons. Um, although, like, that feels like a very expensive, very central part of that controller. Like, I hope they have bigger plans for it than what ended up coming together I, on the PS4. I love that thing. Like, it takes I up don't, a lot of real estate. It does, but you don't have to type things in. It's so much easier to swipe around for text. That's like the oh, biggest. I've never, I will I've keep never it for used that. it for that. I've never oh, used it for that. Explain. I use it all the time. What do you do? What's the text thing? It's like on a phone when you when you're just swiping to to hit I don't do that either. characters. I don't either, actually. But like, uh, it's much easier than going, you know, it, individual yeah. letter by individual letter. Yeah. So I just like quickly zoom over to the letters. I've never I used, used it for that, and we do have to input codes and uh, short things and stuff like that all the time. So that makes sense. Yeah, I, I feel like searching for movies. Mm-hmm. Searching. Nine nine games out of ten, it's just a giant map button. <laughs> yeah, yep. you know. it really is. I like, um, you know, and I'm sure it's going to come in a million colors, but I actually like the, wow. you know, blue, white, black variation that they showed off, sort of their their hero version of that controller. I think it's really, like, it looks futuristic, like it looks bold, mm-hmm. um, and it looks less conservative than the Xbox One X controller, in my opinion. Yeah, it's definitely a much uh, bigger change from the current-gen controller than the uh, Xbox is doing with Series X. But Justin, you didn't ever, you didn't ever, like, in a million years think they were going to offset the thumbsticks, did you? Uh, yeah. Did I think they were going to? I mean, did I think that Sony would continue making the same mistake for the, <laughs> for the 20th year running? No, it is a matter of personal preference, but, you know, it's my, I, I, I don't understand how people can prefer symmetrical sticks. So hmm. that's just a thing with me personally and millions of other gamers. When you look at the, the, those controllers over the years, it looks like somebody like put a straw in and just blew them up because they just puff out more and more and more. And now it's like the puffiest it's ever been. And the next year or the next generation is going to be the, the Duke. Um, yeah. I, uh, the worst controller. Yeah. The worst controller ever. <laughs> did you ever um, uh, look at, did you look at like the button names and stuff on it? Like there's a, for now, a, a, a whole generation, there hasn't been a start and select button or like people have been really resistant to using that. Like Nintendo even went to plus and minus, which is crazy. Yeah. And I hate that so much because like I have to write out um, 
back, you know, especially when this is my full-time job, when you're writing out cheat codes or when you're writing out button commands and helping people with games, you have to write out what the damn buttons are called. And like, I have no idea what to call those buttons. It's like, the, it's like one is like tied of a share button. The other one's kind of a pause button, but it, it isn't. And they, they have like symbols next to them. One, one is that one is called a hamburger usually like, you know, in menus, <laughs> yeah. it's like the stack. Yeah. I don't know what the other one is. It's like, th- it's like three fingers, like a little fire. It's like a hamburger a- firework. You're sharing calling it. You're blasting it out into the world. Aren't they calling it the create button? Create, or did yeah. I mean, now it's like, yeah. No, you're right. No, that's they, right. Re- yeah. they rebranded share create. So like I when hope you, it's when a rebranding. That, yeah, for sure. I hope it's like, I'm, you know, a lot of us are assuming that maybe you can choose a couple more interesting, unique things with it, like turning it into gifts. Um, Jonathan mm-hmm. was mentioning that it, it may have like something to do with the share factory functionality and kind of combining those two things. Um, so that would be cool, but I love the share button. It's just the accessibility of it is is really really useful to just have you be able to capture moments on a dime like that. So I I'm hope sure. it's just a rebranding, and you can still do all that. I'm sure you can. I'm so sure. I, I finally had a PlayStation Four controller die. Like the battery just would not charge anymore, mm-hmm. and I bought it. Um, and I'm really concerned. It's I hate batteries. I think they're terrible, but they're so much more reliable for gaming. And I just I just I do know that I'll start missing that option even more uh, if both in the PlayStation, even though you know the last one didn't have it either. I, I, they're also really light without batteries in them. And like for some reason, I almost wish they would add weight to them. I just don't yeah. like the light plastic. You know, that's a that's one you know tiny detail in PC gaming that I wish would actually make its way over to console gaming is a lot of high end PC mouse allow you to weight them like they have little compartments where oh, you can add, take out weights and change how many grams the mouse is to sort of fit your wow. personal taste and um, that feels like like probably not in a stock controller but like in the Xbox Elite controller like it feels like they should have had an option to add weights to the controller if you wanted. That's funny because my mouse always whips out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, the battery oh, life, down. the poor, the very short battery life is probably my main complaint with the DualShock 4. And yeah. uh, Sony said they're addressing that for the dual sense, but they stopped short of providing any sort of specifics for how long we can expect the battery to last. Yeah. I mean, I'll on take the one anything. Hand, yeah, no mm-hmm. kidding, right? Um, on the one hand, you have the Xbox controller where it feels so low tech and sort of chintzy that you still have to shove, you know, double A AA or triple A batteries in it. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you know, Sam had a controller completely die. And that's like, you know, mm-hmm. 60, how much are they? 60 bucks? Like some $60. Yeah, when not you can though. buy a charge pack. Like, that's the point is that yeah. like my, my, my controller was like dead at that point. I can't, I, I haven't, I could probably fix it. I should open it up and see. I can fix well, anything. You could use it as a wired controller. I'm good at fixing things. Close to your console. (laughs) So uh, it's now, it's a dual-tone, mostly white controller, completely different from any other PlayStation controller we've ever gotten. Mm -hmm. Uh, The console must be mostly white, right? Yeah. They always match that, right? It's confusing if they don't. But sometimes they launch in multiple different variations. It it still also has like glowing, and doesn't have like a glowing seam now that goes around the front of it. Yeah. Yeah. The I, light bar they move to the top, essentially, like where the touch bar is, instead of yeah. kind of at the back. And it kind of outlines the the, the big mat pad. pad too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I love I love the aesthetics of the design, you know, stick placement aside and R two L two aside. Like it's just yeah. it's really great looking and a forward like forward facing design, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I well, can't unsee. Someone did um, <clears throat> because it's two tone, which is unusual uh, for them. Uh, someone mapped it out to like a wrestler's uniform and I just I can't yeah. unsee it now. It's just it's done for there's, me. 
There's been lots of good f- fan photoshops. Even yeah. our own Brian Altano did a really good Mario one. Yeah, Since- we've got a roundup on the site. Yeah. yeah. Since the uh, PlayStation 1, they've gone like black for launch. They're, you know, PlayStation 2 was starkly different than uh, the GameCube, and, and it looked like you know, the Xbox was black also. And then for PlayStation 3, it was against these like very white Apple looking systems, right? With the, with the Wii and the Xbox 360. And then last generation, uh, you know, got a little bit crazy. They still were all black. So I, I'm kind of surprised that they're going to go with a white scheme if they do. Yeah. I'm surprised so, too. So everybody, white or black? Like phones, hardware. Like, what's your what's oh. your preference normally? Black. I don't like seeing how dirty my things are. And I don't like thinking about it, so I have to go. <laughs> I'm gonna go with gold. Yeah, sure. Although <laughs> I have fair because you didn't give us the option. I, know. <laughs> I have the all black Nintendo Switch, and I really, I, I really wish I had the blue and red Joy Cons. Aw, mm. you can buy them. They're yeah, really expensive. They're very expensive. <laughs> yeah, I just wait for them to start drifting. <laughs> Yeah. I have my Joy-Con just started drifting. It's very hard to catch fossils yeah. and pick up fossils in Animal Crossing now. Um, so nice. You just missed the hole? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He like, that's yeah. Um, and so I, that's when I sort of had the sticker shock of, oh man, these things are 80 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But if it was a Game Boy, then you have to throw it away. Sorry, Tina, go ahead. I was just going to say, I want the Animal Crossing one. Yeah. Even though I think it was actually Altano that said they, it looks like toothpaste. Who said that? Oh God! Someone said it looked like toothpaste, and I can't get that out of my head now. There. I think <laughs> I'm gonna get. There's like a Luigi green that I have my eye on. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna get that one. Is it Gooigi green? Yeah, well, whatever, man. Like it's the Luigi's Mansion <laughs> sure. color scheme ones that are you know still pretty easy to find. It's it's Lacroix green. Yeah, there you go. That lime flavor, the only one I'll drink. Is that only drink What about pamplemousse? We like pamplemousse. But Kim drinks like, like five a day, so I hardly ever get to drink them. I have to drink alone. <laughs> I do too. Lime and lemon. That's all. That's good. <laughs> okay. Have you had enough. the blood orange? Blood orange is pretty good. I haven't tried the blood orange. There's a berry one. Yeah, it's fine. No, I don't do that. I Pomplamoose though, man. I'm all Pomplamoose. Yeah, that's the, that's the best one. All right, let's move on to some other Sony news. Uh, last week, we talked about how The Last of Us Part Two had been delayed indefinitely. And then since then, Sony has been automatically refunding people that uh, pre-purchase the digital copy of The Last of Us 2. And to me, that doesn't bode well for this being a short delay. What do you guys think? Why would they just be refunding people automatically? I think, isn't that a a law in certain countries? Well, they're not refunding the the physical pre-orders. Well, but Sony doesn't own the physical pre-orders. Like, I, I could be totally off base. My understanding is certain countries, I think some EU countries, like if you change the terms of like, hey, you said you were going to deliver this thing on this date. If that changes, then you're required to actually give people their money back, maybe. But mm-hmm. I could have just made that whole thing. <laughs> it sounds very reasonable. I can see that being the case. Because well, I think Nintendo was fighting it. because, And then I think they lost that court case. I think I read about it on IGN mm-hmm. a while back. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I'm only like half remembering this. Um, in my opinion, no. I, I don't think it means that the game is delayed, you know, months and months and months and months. I think it's some technicality that they're required to fulfill. They should have yeah, spun or- it. Like, everybody needs this money right now for other things. We'll get it back I, later. It, it could also just be, like, a getting out ahead of any perception issues. Like, if people are going to launch into complaints and say, like, mm-hmm. and use that argument, even if it's not a legal argument, but say, like, I paid for this and you're not delivering. So it could just be a, a measure of goodwill also. Yeah, but Wait, it's just weird that the... It's only it's only uh, digital pre-orders from the PlayStation Store. Like everywhere else, your pre-orders are still valid. 
Mm. Well, that's because the, the PlayStation Store is the easiest to unwind that you know economic relationship uh-huh. in, and so they're sure. just buying directly from them instead of from the third party who really wants that three bucks that might not ever be redeemed or whatever. <laughs> It's on a it's on a retailer by retailer basis, but Amazon doesn't charge you for your pre order until the item ships. So mm-hmm. they're under no they haven't taken any money from you. They've just sort of held your place in line to buy this item. Yeah, well that's so interesting. Okay. Th- speaking of pre orders, is this going to be people getting a game in just a matter of hours by the time you're listening to this episode that they might have paid for ten years ago? Yeah, <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy Seven. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know when those pre-orders went live. Wow. I saw a guy had a crusty old Duke Nukem Forever receipt, which, you know, that game is oh, years in the past yeah. now. But that game existed for like 15 years before yeah. it came out. And some guy had a GameStop, you know, he put his $10 down in like 2003 or whenever it was. Uh, are any of us going to play Final Fantasy VII sometime soon? Yeah, yeah. definitely. You are? Yeah. For sure. Are you? We, we've made a pact too, and, you, yeah. and you're included now. Wow. Okay. okay. This is the conversation on this show. Yeah. Just, Even Tayo. Tayo's involved now too. He can't yeah. avoid it. Yeah. The whole lack of transparency from Square Enix still bothers me. But I guess if you guys are going to play it, I'll go ahead and play it too. Oh, trust me, you're going to want that game to end when it ends. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm not saying I, that to slight it. I'm just saying like that's a, that's a good length of a game. Yeah, it is a full JRPG. Um, I, I actually didn't plan on playing it because I only have a base PS4 and I was worried about how the game was going to look and I'm used to like I have a slightly nicer gaming PC now but um, after reading our video review and like I'm kind of starting to like buy into the hype now so hmm. I think I may just play it after all all right nice. all right we're all gonna play it but I'm gonna finish Resident Evil 3 first which I'm I had to play Kingdom Hearts 3 I'm definitely gonna play Final Fantasy <laughs> well you didn't play Kingdom Hearts 3 for very long I, I did think. I played it for like six or eight hours okay I got to the all fourth right. world it was long Got us. Uh, um, how's our RE3? You like it? Yeah, I do like it. But like, uh, I think like you were saying a little bit on on last week's show, uh, it definitely feels like DLC for Resident Evil Two. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't feel like Resident Evil One, Resident Evil Two, and this is the third Resident Evil. Like, it just kind of feels like more more of the same of two. Here's the thing: Resident yeah. Evil Two plus Resident Evil Three, if you were just to get them back to back, are better than Resident Evil Five. And well, it's two plus three equals five. That's true. It's just math. They're better than five and six put together. Yeah. Well, because six, <laughs> it, that's tough because six actually, you know, is worse than it's. It's so bad that it drags down the whole experience. It's true. Yeah. Anyway, I like five though. Um, yeah, I know you're a, a five supporter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm playing yeah, I'm, four again. Yeah. Yeah, on Switch. Did you ever finish um, the original Final Fantasy VII? No, I only I didn't even get to disc two, and I got really far in that game. Really? I don't want to hear it. <laughs> no. The game is um, uh, the game is three discs, and so people think that it's like oh, disc one is a third of the game, and disc two is a third, but it's not. Disc three has just two. Yeah, disc three has nothing on it. It has the final dungeon, and then a very long FMV cutscene that takes up the whole disc. <laughs> I'm not like I'm. That's I'm. I'm being super g- genuine. Like, well, I'll just watch that, and then I will have rolled the credits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on. The ESRB has uh, reassured gamers that there isn't a possibility of a shutdown, um, which would lead to game delays. And this is all happening because actually, in Japan, now that Japan is starting to uh, have, have have to have more of a lockdown, as the current pandemic is getting more serious there. Uh, their version of the ESRB, CERO, C-E-R-O, is shutting down for the time being, which means they won't be able to rate 
any games in the near future in Japan, which, you know, for games that are planned to come out over the next three months or so, could potentially cause a delay there. But ESRB has gotten ahead of it and said that they're, they have not shut down. We actually have a quote that says, thanks to a good deal of advanced planning, since March 16th, ESRB has been operating remotely due to the COVID-19 outbreak. We have seen no delay in assigning ratings. We will continue to assign ratings remotely for as long as required. What what an insane reason to affect a multi-billion dollar industry. Like they can't, if people don't know this, they don't, the ESRB and Sarah don't play the games. They watch a video of a game. And the, um, it's on the, yeah, it's on the developers to disclose. Yeah. What so they is- sh- they should like show us the most violent, most you know intense parts of your game, and they smash those together, and then the rating boards you know rate the games, and like they're gonna they're gonna delay games because they can't figure out how to not do that in a centralized but location. I think it is different in Japan with Sero, Justin. I think they have they have Maybe. outside people that aren't employees come to their office and okay. play the game as a group, and then they all like rate the game. That makes so sense. That's why they can't do it for do do it remotely. That's, that's the how difference. Famitsu works too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so how the ESM reviews work. Got it, got it. So the ESRB's method is a little bit more conducive to working from home than Sarah's. Exactly. Is. Mm. exactly. Um, uh, Sarah yeah. is a really cool name compared to ESRB. That's or true. Or Peggy. Yeah, or much better than Peggy. I like Peggy. 18. Peggy, 18. Peggy, 18. Yeah. Which also they, um, they updated, uh, or rather we updated our story because they uh, gave us word after the ESRB did, so Europe is cool too. Also not shutting down. Yeah. Yeah, like if the ESRB were shut down, they couldn't rate games. Um, none of the platform holders, Nintendo, Sony, or Microsoft, would allow a game that hadn't been rated right. on their platform. So that's the whole reason why. They might and just develop their own ratings and put them out anyway. I mean, there's nothing holding them to That's true. It's, yeah, just, it's except- just a handshake. But self-regulation is what stops the government from coming in and regulating the games industry. Like the ESRB saying, no, 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 we'll rate our games. You know, we don't, we don't need, you know, uh, Congress's oversight of this. So, you yeah. know, they run the risk of like raising the ire of official, official governing bodies. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, I guess to clarify, uh, like obviously everyone needs to take the pandemic crazy seriously and safety first. So like, you know, good on them for being responsible. But I guess I'm just surprised that, it just feels like such a technicality and such a crazy detail that like your product can be finished, your game can be done. And yeah. the only thing stopping it from being released is just it can't get rated. Like it, it's, it's gotta be very frustrating for creators. Yeah, I'm sure. So we, sh- we shouldn't have to worry about any games uh, coming to North America and Europe being delayed due to uh, not being able to be rated by the SRB or Peggy, unless uh, a, Sarah can't also rate the same game and the publisher doesn't want to put it out in a worldwide, you know? I guess that's the only scenario I could see where this could actually cause a, a delay for us. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen the Sarah ratings? No. Uh, I just looked them up. They're okay. A, B, C, D, and Z. Z is kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know why I would have that. What's the Z- most mature one? What's the worst one? Yeah, which is... So Z is the worst. I guess it's like rated X. Worst. Yeah. I don't even, I'm not saying right, yeah, for yeah. 18 year olds and above only. Expression and content suitable only for 18 year olds and above, included in the game. Uh, and then Saro D, the next one down is 17 year olds and above. So, man, that's a big year from yeah. 17 to 18. There's only certain things you can see. Um, and then it goes to 15, 12, and then all ages. And A is all ages. I've never well, seen. At least that made sense. But that's yeah. like 
That's funny that rating ratings bodies do that. They have like four normal ones and then one extreme one. Yeah, it's like yeah. like an like an NC seventeen film. Yeah, yeah. and then they uh, and, and they have um in you know Japanese games they always have A B C D E scores and then they have S and I always was confused about that as a kid. I never knew where S came from and I guess it's for superior or something. I just don't know if that's part of their mm-hmm. grading system. I just read about that. Kohler or um, Jeremy Parrish or someone just wrote an essay about where the S rank came from. I wish I could name drop it properly, but it was really fascinating. That's cool. Do you know what it was from? No, I can't. It's at the yeah. tip of my brain. Reading comprehension, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it. Uh, CERO stands for Computer Entertainment Ranking or- Organization, which is also an acronym in English, which is very confusing to me. Mm. I don't know why it's called What's that. What's the acronym in English? No, that's just what it is. Oh, okay. It's an English name. You guys, I forgot something really important that we were supposed to talk about. About dual sense. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's a haptic feedback. We're going back to the uh, top of the show with the dual sense. Okay, uh, let's roll back. The dual shock name has been set aside. Now it's called the dual sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the announcement says, you know, dual sense is a registered trademark of Sony, but Sony isn't the only company using dual sense as a name. <laughs> dual sense is 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 uh, the name of a washing machine technology. It's the name of a gas detector. It's the name of a hair moisturizer, <laughs> and it's the hair of a mattress topper. No, the, it's the name of a mattress topper. Okay, so we Does have to get you trademarked. Well, I, I don't know. I I don't know how it works. They say they've trademarked it, but there's all these other like products that are using the term dual sense. Okay, so we're gonna do a feature. Bo yeah. can do it, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be the dual sense is ranked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rank the dual I'll help sense. with the hair one. I think okay. that I, <laughs> I I hope the mattress topper comes out on top. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Seems nice. <laughs> I was not trying to make a pun, but I'll take it. Let's check in with the listeners. Hi, Hi, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Justin from Bellingham, Washington did. And he doesn't have a question. He has a story to tell us. Okay. Yeah, that's not allowed. So settle in, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Justin says, first, I want to thank you for the hours and hours of content and for continuing to keep the scoops coming during this time. Gamescoop has been a part of my weekly routine for years now as the first thing I watch each Saturday morning as I start to work around the house. However, last night I realized that maybe I have scooped too much and for too long as GameScoop invaded my dreams. I was, in a, I was in a largely empty room with Damon, Tina, and Jared Petty watching a live stream. Sorry, Justin. I was, yeah. I was curious as to where Justin and Sam you guys were take it from here. until the stream started as it turned out to be Justin and Sam revealing that those IGN characters were only their alter egos for they are also members of Guns and Roses. Sure. Oh, wow. Cool. I can see that for Tina, but most, I don't know. Most notably, Sam was Axl Rose. Oh. They, they well, you have the musical launch, talent, so. <laughs> they proceeded to launch into an extremely strange version of Sweet Child of Mine. During this stream, Jared and Tina were watching with rapt attention. <laughs> Meanwhile, Damon was sitting off in the corner, seemingly disinterested. Upon further inspection, Damon was holding what appeared to be a Super Nintendo controller and was playing a game on a small TV. That game turned out to be Crimson Skies, High Road to Revenge, <laughs> from the original Xbox, which would not be compatible with a Super Nintendo controller for countless reasons. Yeah. That's like that's what I knew it was a dream. <laughs> yeah. It was then that I was rudely awoken by my alarm, wondering what in the world I had just experienced and if my scoop habit has become a problem. I was also wondering 
wondering where the whole Guns N' Roses bit came in, considering I'm not much of a fan of the band or that song. But that seems like a question for another day. Most importantly, though, I really would like to know how and why Damon was playing Crimson Skies with the Super <laughs> Nintendo controller. Thanks again for all the work that you guys and the behind the scenes producers and workers are doing to keep the scoops coming during these times. Any sense of normalcy is extremely valuable at the moment. I agree. So there you go. But so how did you mod that controller, Damon? Yeah. You know, it wasn't my dream. It's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not for me to say. Crimson Skies is great. Yeah. Cool cat, uh, Justin. Thank you. Why is he setting an alarm? Why is Justin setting an alarm on a Saturday? <laughs> Just turn that alarm off, man. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. We don't know if it was a. We don't know if it's a Saturday. Right? Oh yeah. Well, he, he watches Scoop on Saturdays. We don't oh. know when he. Right. Plus, some people work on the weekends. Maybe he just wanted to get up early and go for a cool hike while nobody was out. Can't eat. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. I, I, what What was Jared doing in that dream? I missed that part. He was watching you guys play as with guns rapt and attention, and yeah. you guys were hanging out with Jared. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, is that the that most been unbelievable? Been first yeah, hint. exactly. Is that the least believable part? Yeah. <laughs> That's the first hint. Yeah. It could happen. Yeah, it could happen. We love Jared. Yeah. We love we love Jared. We love uh, okay. This is Nick. Nick says Streets of Rage 4 is coming out soon and it looks pretty cool. I uh, remember when video games used to have different names in different regions. For example, yeah. Streets of Rage in the USA is bare knuckle elsewhere. Seems like this doesn't happen so much anymore. What is your favorite and least favorite name change of either game or a system from another region? My favorite, Nick's favorite, is changing Mega Man from Rock Man, even though Rock Man makes more sense. My least favorite is changing Biohazard to Resident Evil. I think Biohazard oh, better represents the series. Yeah, come on. Because there's a music, there's a musical, there's a music motif. No, there's, there's not. There's a yeah. there's a musical motif to names like treble and bass and all the characters, yeah. but and that doesn't roll. make any sense. It's a bunch of robots based on scissors and 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 lava and stuff. Yeah. In the, it's in, not like in Mega the, Man's like rocking out or they're, they're like doing no. anything with music in the whole game. Rockman makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're gonna have to take this up with me. <laughs> all right, yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Um, it is true. I, I do think that Biohazard probably better represents that yeah. series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in research Evil. for this, I saw that, that were, there was some kind of trademark dispute with that, which makes no sense. If you can call anything in the world a dual sense, why can't you call anything a biohazard? Apparently. That's true. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a 90s metal band called Biohazard. Maybe they wouldn't let Capcom use it. <laughs> that could be it. <laughs> I have a... Are, are we supposed to be sharing examples? What, I have what's so the many. <laughs> ones that you what? like, ones that you don't. Well, oh. Any examples of name changes in different regions that you like? Yeah. One, like well... I have one that I hate, which is that we missed two Final Fantasies in oh, the United yeah, States. Yeah, yeah. And so it created confusion for years around, like, they used to call Final Fantasy 2 and 3 2J and 3J because they never they came out only in Japan, and then 4 was 2 here. But then Square Enix was 7, fixed it, and now I think that that's far enough in the past now that everybody just uses the proper numbering. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that was so. a real problem in my early games journalism <laughs> days. That happened with Dragon Quest Warrior also, where yep. eventually it was just corrected. But sometimes those things are not corrected, and mm-hmm. it's very strange. My favorite of all time is Puckman. Well, because of course. When, when Pac-Man was first uh, localized here, uh, it, the story goes that Puck-Man was too easy to turn into uh, with a simple, sw- you know, sw- <laughs> marker swipe, a different word, and so they, they had it to you know go back to Pac-Man. I like oh, that. You one haven't f bombed in uh, Game Scoop in a while. 
I yeah. never have. I would never do that. I always <laughs> do it. I, I usually do it before the episode starts so Damon can edit it out. Not for, cut it out? out? of respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's That's his happening. choice. It's his choice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, so I, I did. Wait, are you finished with yours? You go. Oh, no, I have so many more, but I want to go around and then come back to the list. <laughs> um, so I, I was doing research for this too, uh, just to spur my memory. And then I remembered that I edited that is oh. just like, like a top 10 um, name changes for Kotaku when I was there. And I totally mm-hmm. forgot about it. So my resource became the thing that I edited in 2015 or something like cool. that. Um, and one of the examples was for Bully. Uh, mm-hmm. And I totally so forgot awesome. that bully in the UK is Canis Canem Edit, which means I like ne- dog eat dog. <laughs> I never knew that. I never knew that before. Isn't that yeah, nuts? That's a fun yeah. one. Yeah. And it's because, so it's in the UK and it's because there were like animal rights organizations that, um, oh, sorry, not animal. No, there were animal rights organizations that were pissed about that name, but then yeah. there were um, organizations. Yeah, exactly. Anti-bullying yeah. organizations that were upset about the bully name. But then they mm-hmm. came out with like the scholarship edition and that I think passed in the UK. And so, yeah. That's pretty early Weird. for anti-bullying too. Like that's kind of a, a modern mean, yeah. concept in the United States. Yeah. Um, and bullying is a long time ago now. Um, I, I, I looked at that piece too. I actually really liked it. Uh, I'll do some that I found independently. <laughs> um, one is Bionic Commando, which is called in Japan, Hitler's Resurrection, Top Secret. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> they spoiled the secret. It's right there in the title. <laughs> I think I they it. changed things more than just the title too. Like they removed a lot of like, Swatsukas and some Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they made them into eagles, but then they just put Hitler back in the end. But he's called Master D. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Master D. Um, and then my favorite, I should have even, uh, this, this is even better than Puck Man because it sounds even dirtier, is Probotector for Contra. <laughs> but yeah. Sam. But that's uh, Robot but- Protector. Yeah, pro, no, put the P in front, though. <laughs> pro, yeah. yeah, but it translates to robot protector. Where does the P come from? Probotector. <laughs> I don't know. To, but, take it up with Pear. It's German, apparently. <laughs> Sam, the first Contra is called Grizor. Yeah, the Grizor. <laughs> and then after that, it was Probotector. <laughs> yeah, Grizor. We got to rebrand. We got to rebrand. Probotector. Yeah, Grizor sounds so much like an 80s arcade shooter, like, like Xevious. <laughs> yeah. They like Grizor sounds ridiculous and insane, but yeah, it's cool. only because we haven't been talking about it on podcasts for thirty years. Like exactly. it's no different than any of the other made-up words we talk about all day. Gorf. Uh, and, <laughs> so first of all, I think Castlevania is the coolest name ever. I just think it's so cool and stupid in eighties. But uh, yeah. Devil's Castle Dracula is what the, it's called in Japan. It's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's a good one. And then uh, on the on the topic of Castlevania, Castlevania Bloodlines in the UK was Castlevania: The New Generation. Cool. <laughs> Very safe by the bell. Symphony of Night was something else too. Um, Nocturne of something. Yeah, yeah. That's they're all pretty cool names. Yeah. Uh, In in Animal Crossing in Japan is Animal Forest, which I always thought was really cute. I think it's better than Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is like a weird street sign joke that I don't even get. Like, why? Why do we ever use that? We already solved this. It's the Zoom. Explain. They're literally crossing one another. Yes. Together. So this week. It was discovered by Tina and I that that animals can run back and forth across your screen, and that's the actual Animal Crossing, the, the titular activity in Animal Crossing. Well, we've decided. Uh, we've decided that's why it was named that way. <laughs> yeah. It's in Wikipedia now, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then uh, I was going to mention, Damon, you just played one. This is a boring one, but it's uh, it's confusing. Is the Final Fantasy Adventure series, and several yeah. other games were mana, Secret of Mana games in Japan. Yeah. yeah. That series just got so shafted. It's just nuts. Like all yep. the mana games like that didn't come out here got changed or whatever. Um and did then you know, uh got Did you know Star Fox was called Star Wing in the UK? 
in the UK? That's really yeah. weird. Because there's apparently an Atari 2600 game called Star Fox that when uh, Star Fox came out, they like, wouldn't relinquish the rights mm, to that name. I thought it'd be because of fox hunting and how prevalent it is there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hunt foxes. That's wrong. Um, uh, Mother is a really weird one. Yeah. yeah Earthbound is kind of weirder, but like the Mother series, like I guess it's from Mothership. I tried to research this briefly, um, but uh, it's very strange. Uh, bad name for a game, bad movie. Everything about Mother is not great. Mothers are cool, though. Oh, yeah. It took me a second to remember what you were talking about. Yeah, Mother is a terrible movie. (laughs) Man. I hate that movie. One of the worst theater-going experiences I've ever had. Oh, yeah. You went to the theater? Yeah. So I paid, like... I also did. Yeah, I know you did. $16 for that. I at least got to expense mine because it was when I was working at Mashable. So at least there was that. At least. But that also meant that I couldn't walk out of the theater, which I would never do. But in this moment, I really did. I was, like, shifting in my seat trying to get out of there. I walked out of Blues Brothers 2000. Oh. Wow. I was on a date. It's a little kid. <laughs> you, were on a, you were on a date as a little kid? Yeah. Because okay. that movie did not come out in 2000. It came out before that. Wow. Okay. Uh, there's one more. River City Ransom is called Street Gangs mm-hmm. in the UK. That's cool. Actually, makes more sense. Because I don't think anybody's being held for ransom, are they? Nobody River knows. City Ransom. Wait, yes, I, I know. Yeah, the you're, you're uh, the the you're, the two characters' girlfriends are being held ransom. They're being held for ransom. Like well, you're supposed to. They're, being, well, held they're being held by a gang. They're being held hostage, but I think the ransom part must be implied. <laughs> I don't know. Someone I don't know even never asked. Yeah, it's not made explicit. The logo has the cutout letters for the ransom note. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. That is the ransom note. Then the game box. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Let's get that out to Wikipedia. (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's move on. This is um, Alexander, who's writing to us with love from Brazil. Cool. Says, while playing the Final Fantasy VII Remake, I noticed you can't change your name like in the original. Mm. My question is, in games that allow for you to choose your name and sex, what do you usually go with? Mm. Do you guys have, like, standby names you always use? Tina and female. (laughs) Playing as yourself? Yep. I always want, like, every Zelda game, I want to name Link, like, you know, Butthole or something, so that you get funny <laughs> interactions with, like, the, with the villagers. But, like, I can never quite bring myself to do it. Like, I, I, I chicken out and always just Same. Link. Yeah, like, um, a bunch of our coworkers like making Link's name my dude. So it's like, yeah. what's up, my dude? We really need your help, my dude. Uh, yeah. And it's funny for a while, but I, I think that it that kind of, like, disrupts uh, the flow of the game. So I prefer to have that... Um, be kind of consistent for final fantasy 10 you could rename titus which like i kind of wish i didn't but i was younger at the time and like i couldn't give him my name for once because it didn't make sense he's not a tina so i gave him my brother's name so it was just like my brother carried me out through all of final mm. fantasy 10 it was like Aww. kind of a nice little moment i definitely renamed my characters for the final fa- first final fantasy game i played and i remember all four names and they're stupid i'm not going to share them but uh, uh i still remember them to this day like naming a character back then was a big deal um yeah. I uh, uh, always use the default character name. I don't like, you know, writing over it. But if you if it forces me to do a name, I've like really changed that up over the years. I really like Alf. I think that's funny. That was like mm-hmm. a me I used for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then um, I had like a variation on Link a few times when I was a kid that I used like Linko and stuff. I don't know why. Um, and then um, uh, I was going to say like for uh, <clears throat> choosing what character I play as the generally 
the men characters always like really annoy me in games. And I, I, I can play it in sometimes like when it's like a cute, like a uh, figure, like I don't mind link at all. I think Link's re- really funny. And I like, like cute little figures. I'll choose a boy in those games. But if it's like really realistic, they're always like buff or stupid looking in some way. And like, I hate how they look. So I usually go with a woman. If I, if I play a game like that. Yeah. You can give I'm them a, a dumb I'm, name. Yeah, no. you could. I'm yeah. the same though. Uh, like knuckle. <laughs> that's pretty good i think that started for me with uh in world of warcraft um the male character model was the same no matter what uh you know what your class was and i was playing a mage um but he had this huge neck <laughs> and just this he was like this huge buff mage and like it was the worst it's like so that was the start of me anytime you could pick your sex in a game it's actually the same as what sam said like i think the men usually look all doofy and so i almost always pick a female character model they're usually just more interesting like you know femshep was so much better than the male shepherd yeah for sure but Speaking of, like, those are the kind of games where i actually do like to i mean not that you had a choice in mass effect but i like that there's like a narratively picked name for for that mm-hmm. environment because you're you are sort of taking on a role that's not supposed to be you so if like in Animal Crossing, of course, I'm going to put Tina because it just makes sense. And it looks like me and I designed it that way. But for FemShep, like she should be Shepard. Yep. I used my real name for the first time in Animal Crossing. I've never used it before. Wow. Um, uh, I also, given the choice, also uh, will almost always choose the female character. Just something really appealing about playing as a badass female warrior. And then I'll, in recent years, I'll name her after my wife, Kim. Uh-huh. Do that. But then my, my longtime go-to video game name, going way back to when I was a kid and I was playing Final Fantasy II with my next-door neighbor and one of my really good friends, there's a villain in that game called Kane with a K, and we just thought that was the coolest that sounding the coolest. name. So like for years and years and years, that's just like my default game name, Kane. <laughs> oh, my god. That is cool. Mine was a... Go ahead. For a while, mine was Tesseract because I like, wow. like I re- I heard that word somewhere, and I mm. like that the shorthand for Tess was actually a name, like a mm. female name, so it worked out really well. So I use Tesseract a lot too. We, uh, you know, Sam, I uh, appreciate and respect your privacy and not sharing your Final Fantasy One character names. But since you were limited to, I think four or five <laughs> characters, they were always horrible. Like everyone's monk was named Fist. Like that's that's like exactly what it was. Like like my white mage was heel, I think. Like it doesn't matter. Like you're you're so constrained that like they they, yeah. they have to be terrible names. Uh yeah. knowing another language I often try to also just do things in Farsi instead, because then it's then oh. it becomes unique. Mm-hmm. And is, terribly hard to spell and pronounce for people. Uh, is it yeah, how difficult is it to spell Farsi with English characters? Yeah, you just kind of kind of sound it out, and then occasionally yeah. there's like two or three vowels up against each other, and it's contested between the community which ones you're supposed to use. So you just you Google until you figure it out. <laughs> I uh, cool. always use default character designs now. Like I, I, I'm just over it. Like I've, I should be designing characters, and I love the idea that character builders have gotten better and given people more access to making a character that looks like them or that represents them in some way. I just skip that. I, yeah. I just get too sucked into it. I just have to be like, I got to play this game. Yeah, there's it's, only so many of my like cheekbones I want to rearrange yeah. and the brow bones and stuff. It's like, all right, I'll go with the preset. <laughs> I mean, if it rolls and it's really bad, then I'm like, oh, I'm going to fix this. <laughs> Definitely. 
I think there should be a, a name for the term of like like the more fancy and detailed and involved the character creator creates like gets, the less interested I am in using it, not the more interested. Like making a me is crazy fun, but like mm-hmm. man, like you're adjusting these sliders for like a nose. And I'm like, I can't tell what any of this is doing. And like I'm glad it's there for the people that want it, but that is not hours of my life that I'm gonna spend doing that. Uh <clears throat> All right, that brings us to video game 20 questions. And uh, the subject line of this email says 20 questions from one husband and one wife. So this is not a polygamy situation we're dealing with here. Got it. Only one husband and one wife. It's good, good, good to know. It's Coulter and Emily from Utah. And they say, hello, Scoopers. My wife and I love to play games together, either with couch co-op or taking turns with a controller. We play just about anything together from Assassin's Creed to Overcooked to Zelda. So with that... Let the questioning begin. Was that a hint? <laughs> yeah, has the game been mentioned? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, before 2000 or not? Is this from before 2000? This game is not from before 2000. Is it current gen? Yes. Could he and his wife play this together? Yes. Uh, uh, so that means multiplayer, right? Because he specifically said they sometimes trade off to play together. So yeah, does so it have- couldn't play it with their other wives and husbands. Oh no, you you said they don't have those. That's right. One um, husband, one wife. Okay. Does it? Uh, is it on the Switch? This game is on the Switch. Oh. Exclusively. Not exclusively. That's five. Could be overcooked. Mm-hmm. We have a potential overcooked situation. <laughs> Damon would never do that, right? He would never say they play a lot yeah. of overcooked and then choose it. Um, I don't know. He didn't technically say it. He just read it out. Mm-hmm. Should That's we clarify? A mistake. So we know they can play together. Like, do, Are we assuming it's cooperative or oh. just multiplayer? Mm-hmm. No, just multiplayer, I would say. Oh, Is this a cooperative game? There's a cooperative mode. Oh. Cool. Is this an indie game? Don't uh, ask me to define indie game. No, I, yeah, I think. I swear, Damon. I think people would consider this an indie game. Is right, Cyberpunk so an indie game? <laughs> no. So this is, is like a borderline one. So it's like a double fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. A uh, double fine game from before two years ago was indie, but now it's not. Right? Should we go developed in U.S. Japan route? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is this developed in the U.S.? No. Okay. Is it Japanese? No. Yeah. So, so uh, European <laughs> co-op game with some competitive and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, is, yeah. Does this game have uh, cartoony graphics? Yes. That's Whoa. ten. I just completely. I have no idea what the game is. I just. That's cool to know. Is Castle Crashers on the Switch? Yeah, I don't know. Also, is, is a, I think the Behemoth is in Texas anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there is there um, platforming involved? Yes. Is Cuphead one? Ooh, that's a good choice. That's a really good choice. I, is that, I, I bet it's Cuphead. I'm trying to figure out like a smart way to narrow it down. But did Cuphead come to Switch already? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. yeah. What a crazy port. 
I knew we, it was could ask, I we could ask if it's also in Tesla's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you play this in Tesla's? No. Oh. Right, so it's not <laughs> or it's yeah, not pole okay, position but either. But there's platforming. Um, cartoony platforming can be competitive, can be Has cooperative. Not made so, in the US or Japan. Could it be uh, like one of the, could it be like a, the Smash type games, like like the Duck game or um, Battle whatever's? I don't know. What the the kill, killer, killer Queen Black. Yeah. Um, are, there, are there rabbits in it? No. Well, okay, hold on. There may be a rabbit in, in the game, but it's not a main. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going for. <laughs> could be Rayman. I mean, I don't know if Yubi would be. They're probably not considered indie. I also yeah. don't know if there are any Rayman games on the Switch. Can you play uh, four players at once in this? Mm, I don't know how many players it su- supports. Oh, I won't okay. answer that one. Hmm. Um, is this so? Well, Tina, you asked if it had platforming in it. Like, is this is this game is this game considered like is it a platformer? Do people call this game a platformer? Yes. I feel like we should get this. Well, is it a two D platformer? No, that's fifteen. Oh, so it's cartoony, not a not a two D platformer. That's very strange. Yeah. A 3D platformer that has a co-op mode that is available on the Switch that was not made in the U.S. I, I gotta say, that's the most definitive 3D <laughs> answer Damon has ever given out. <laughs> ever. I mean, I didn't play, like, does ukulele, ukulele doesn't have co-op, does it? Or does it? Because if it does, that was made in Europe. I don't, but, I don't think it does. But I, I wouldn't, you know, bet I, the, the game on it. Have we think- all... Or at least some of us played this game. I I can't answer that. Okay, all right. Because I was thinking maybe going the Yoku's Island Express route. Yeah, yeah, but that's two yeah. D. No, but it has three. It's, but that's the Damon thing, right? Like it's made of three D assets. <laughs> the I, Damon thing. Yeah. I I think I take this to mean a game that's played in the three dimensional plane. Um, Could it be a VR game? Not like on Lucky? Switch, though. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Well, Super Lucky's Tale did come to Switch. Stuff, did, right? did they port it in a non-VR mode? Yeah. <sighs> uh, was this game well-received? Well-scored? Well uh, reasonably well. Sort of moderately. Oh. Wow. I'm guessing we haven't played this game. It's, it could be ukulele. But I don't know, man. I don't remember that having any kind of multiplayer but- I don't remember that either. Jeff Force Jim and I did. <laughs> did it really? <laughs> yeah. It had multiplayer and then it had the you could play as the little bot in the background, zap things while you played while your other person played the main character. I um, feel like I should know like I know the Switch library really well. Like, you know, three D platformers like that. Like I feel like I should be able to get there. W- was this game released? Did it get a uh, a sixty dollar release? Was it released for sixty bucks on a cart? Uh I I don't know. Was this crowdfunded? Yes. Okay. It sounds like it's ukulele. Yeah, maybe we just didn't know. So, what's the de- the name uh, of that developer? Was there controversy around a voice actor in this game at some point of time? I don't know. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. What, well, was there this was game- in ukulele. <laughs> really? Was this was this game made by former Rare developers? 
Yes. Oh, okay. Does it start? What is it like? A, it's like a, a lizard and a. I don't know that. I don't know that game that well. Yeah. Is this ukulele? Yes. Ukulele. Wow. What's the co-op mode? Nicely jump. There's just a co-op mode. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I I, I only played a little bit of it, and I didn't think it, it didn't grab me. I didn't think it was that great. So yeah, I played a little bit of it too. <clears throat> I heard the sequel is excellent. Yeah, that the new the two D sequel is supposed yeah. to be really good. Two point five D. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they went uh, Donkey Kong Country with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know, have you heard the conceit about the sequel? This is like secondhand because I haven't played it myself, but I just thought it was so clever. We're like, you can go attempt the last level of that game. Anytime you want, right from the start. But the more you play it, the more like lives and stuff you get that let you get farther and farther through the game. So it's kind mm-hmm. of up to you. Like, oh, I have forty lives now. Like, I'm gonna go try like forty attempts to beat the final level. Like, yeah. I just thought that was really cool. You know what else did that? Breath of the Wild. It is similar to that. <laughs> That's true. Tina, <laughs> is the controversy like fun or interesting, or is it like? No, it's like a. there was a YouTuber that they enlisted to be a voice oh. actor, and then he got into some controversy or said mm-hmm. some controversial things on Twitter, and then I think they fired him from the project and okay. before it released. It had voice acting, and it has like some of the garbly... I don't know how that came through people's ears just now. It but. sounded like Kazooie. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's a, yeah, it's a lizard and a bat. Ah, uh, mm. lately is a bat, mm. I believe. You consider that an indie game? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's published by Team 17, which is like they've been around for decades. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the only reason why. Yeah. Yeah. Pause. All right. Nicely job. Thank you for the uh, suggestion from Coulter and Emily. One husband and one wife in Utah. <laughs> Uh, if our listeners and viewers have your own uh, suggestions, you can email them to me at gamescoop at IGN.com. One person reached out asking, um, I, I should give our watchers some love and say, I should, I should switch it up every other episode. I should say, let's check in with the watchers. I like that. That's, that's fair. Yeah. That sounds, that makes me uncomfortable though. The watchers. <laughs> yeah. Always the watchmen. Hey, who watches the watchers? <laughs> did we, did we talk about who has hard outs today? And yeah, there's mine only is one approaching. Person. You're yeah. killing me. <laughs> Two minutes for Tina's heart out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is all the scoops that we have for this week. I'll keep plugging away at Resident Evil 3. Should have that finished by next week, and we'll see if we can get into Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Tayo, who's working behind the scenes to make all this happen. Everybody, uh, stay home, stay safe, and we'll see you next week. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop, and we're out. Bye.